This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. The calming qualities of greenery may improve and nourish our general physical and mental well-being. Many are turning to indoor plants, even growing their own food, to find stability amid social restrictions during the COVID-19 pandemic. Living close to greenery can alleviate stress, improve sleep and reduce the risks of cardiometabolic diseases like diabetes, according to research by Associate Professor Xiaoqi Feng, an expert in built environment and health at the University of New South Wales. But if they have to stay in their house or apartment, during the pandemic, it would be good to consider have some indoor and outdoor plants and some small herb gardens, not just because they taste good, but also because it provides sense of hope and the life continues, especially during the lockdown time. A recent Plant Trend 2020 report by researchers from RMIT University and the University of Melbourne found that two in five Australians purchased a low-maintenance plant in the last 12 months. The report says that placing one medium-sized plant to a medium-sized room improves air quality by up to 25%. Plant curator, architect and author Jason Chongyu grows over 300 plants in his home, including a banana tree in his bedroom. Chongyu is expecting an upward trend in indoor gardening during COVID-19. For beginners, he recommends starting with low-maintenance houseplants like Devil's Ivy, Peace Lily and Monstrous. Because they are easy care and they almost teach you how to garden because there's physical signs that one might be thirsty or they're not happy, but they won't punish you straight away. The Plant Trend Report recommends five as the magic number to start gardening indoors. In fact, 30% of Australians already own more than five house plants. Five is a manageable number to handle when you're beginning because you get a good range of plants that might have different care. Gardening outdoors is slightly different than indoors and so it's retraining the skill set to adapt to gardening indoors. Chongyu, also an interior designer, suggests assessing the lighting conditions around your home to shortlist the kinds of greenery you can plant indoors. Once you've got that shortlist, it's important to think about colour, texture, leaf shape and foliage patterns even. But where I like to start is bringing a connection back to your interior. So you might look at your interior and say, oh, I've got a lot of burnt reds, I've got darker timbers. I might want to bring in some terracotta tone to kind of complement, or I might want to bring in kind of more minimal colours to really make the planter pop out. Research shows that over 40% of Australian gardeners struggle to know when to water their plants. Chongyu explains that plants are life forms of their own. Whilst it's important to feed your plants sufficient water, it doesn't mean doing so every day. As a general guide during the cooler months, I'm probably watering my house probably once every two weeks to every three weeks, just depending on how warm it gets. And then in the warmer months, you're looking at once a week or so. Gardening and caring for hundreds of plants have helped Jongyu maintain calm during Melbourne's lockdowns. And there's a lot of studies into even getting your hands into soil is therapeutic. But for me, it's almost like meditation. With the result of lockdown, again, a lot of people are anxious, understandably, because of the unknown. For me, being able to switch off from that is important. He's seeing a greater need for the elderly to use their foliage in finding stability out of unpredictable. Sadly, we um, 
had to say goodbye to Hilda, who was 96, but she actually was guarding the day before she passed away. And, and she was locked in her house because she couldn't leave because of the lockdown rules as well. So being able to go outside and have some routine was important to her. Andrew Messiah from the Urban Green Farms agrees that based on scientific research, gardening or even growing your own food at home can improve your mental state. We have many examples of older people going, well, you know, I want to learn how to grow my own food, but I don't want to go outside anymore. I've got cancer or I've got arthritis and it gets really cold outside. I want to grow my own stuff internally. Some are turning to fish tanks to grow an edible plant using the aquaponic system, which combines aquaculture and hydroponics in a symbiotic environment. You've got to feed the fish and you've got to clean out the tank and you've got to get rid of all the algae and all the bacteria and all the things in there. But what happens is with aquaponics, the fish, when the waste is taken up to the tank, what it does is the plants absorb all of that waste and then it recirculates clean, fresh water back to the fish tank. The best thing to grow is things like your microherbs, your basil, parsley, watercress, strawberries, Permaculture blogger and sustainability educator Anna Matilda, also known as the Urban Nana, has also been busy during the pandemic. She's had to learn to become resourceful, cooking food from the limited ingredients she had in her pantry. Cooking from scratch with only the ingredients that I kind of had around and that forced me to learn some new skills. And doing that kind of learning can actually give you a heightened sense of success and that's really important and it just boosts your ability to be able to deal with uncertainty and changes that are unexpected. Matilda's sustainable living philosophy is especially gaining traction offshore from people in lockdowns. Like Messiah, she's also been answering queries from far and wide about growing food in limited spaces. Many of her international followers are based in Scandinavian and Southeast Asian countries. When the supermarket hoarding behaviour started happening, it was almost a direct correlation with people coming on board and, and going, I'll show me how to grow my own food. During the pandemic, obviously, if you can produce a bit of your own food, that reduces your need to actually go out to the shops, therefore maybe exposing yourself. Permaculture comes from the two words, permanent agriculture. Put simply, it's about living in harmony with the natural world and using resources widely shaped by 12 basic principles to guide and slow down people's lifestyle. Matilda explains that at the centre of permaculture are three main ethics comprised of earth care, people care and fair share. Very much a way of life before technology became ubiquitous. Things like lettuce, beetroot leaves, lots of herbs, tomatoes, chilies, and eggplants, they all grow really well in pots. So if you've got a nice sunny window, you can just pop a few pots by the window, fill them up with some soil and put a few seedlings in. And within a few weeks, uh, you tend to start having a bit of produce coming through. You can even grow things like ginger and turmeric, which we know are great for reducing inflammation and boosting immunity. You could even go so far as to put in a mini lemon tree or a mandarin tree if you've got space inside with a nice sunny window. Matilda says there are many things that are possible and achievable to grow indoors with the right care. Basically, just remembering that all plants are living things and they need to have light, water, air and a bit of protection. And you can just move pots around the house. You don't have to have a whole lot of space at all. The feature on how to garden and grow your own food indoors was prepared by Amy Chen Yu Wong. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.